This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Whoever wins the White House, I just don't have much confidence they get much done anyway. I don't care if it's right or it's left wing. Equities from a longer term perspective are still the place to be, but we're going to see some volatility heading into the summer and into the fall. What we've got is a economy that is already very dependent on those undocumented immigrants who are here and many of whom have been here for years. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKeon, Tom Keen, Bloomberg Surveillance Worldwide across this nation, Sirius and XM, Channel 119. Good morning in Washington, Bloomberg 991, Bloomberg 1200, Boston, Bloomberg 1130 in New York on the West Coast. Good early morning in San Francisco, 960, the Bay Area. Particular good morning to Philadelphia for those listening on uh, 1130 New York and also Sirius XM Channel 119, uh, it is always good to speak to Jack Bogle, and we'll dive into that uh, in this uh, hour. Futures, negative 9. Dow futures, negative 57. Uh, as we begin a new hour of surveillance, the Forex Brief, it's brought to you by Interactive Brokers, winner of FX Week's 2015 award for the best. Retail Forex trading platform, visit IB at IBKR.com. Slash Forex. I want to get through this quickly. David Wilson has a busy agenda today. Yen 112.96. Stronger yen, a weaker dollar uh, at the same uh, time. Hydrocarbon currencies finally give back a little bit of the five, six days of glory they've had. Uh, Canada 133.28. I might also point out Russian rubles 71.58. That's a tear from 80 to 71. Somebody made money going long ruble. Were you long ruble, David Wilson? I was not. I was not either. I missed the commodity bounce. Big debate this morning. Goldman Sachs saying, yeah, maybe Bruno Stanziel of the Eurasia Group with some thought on a bid on oil. Do you have any oil stocks today? Or I mean, Chevron with her <coughs> cap spending couple. What do you have today? Well, we might as well talk about a related industry then. Please. Solar. Yes. I mean, there's been for some time concerned about Sun Edison's plans yeah. to buy Vivint Solar for $1.9 billion. Sun Edison focusing on utility-sized solar plants. Vivint doing roof- rooftop solar installations. In fact, Appaloosa Management's David Tepper uh, came out against the deal. And indeed, his view prevailed because uh, Vivint backed out of the transaction yesterday uh, it said in a statement that Sun Edison failed to meet obligations. So you've got Vivint shares down 4%, as you might expect. Sun Edison, though, was up 25%, and so are two affiliates of Sun Edison that own power plants. There's Terraform Power, which is up 12.5%, and Terraform Global up 4.5%. So uh, this is going over well yeah, from the Sun Edison side. Just to stop here, you've been following this for years with your good work at Bloomberg News. Nobody makes money in this business, from what I can tell. I mean, it's not even like the biotechs where they have a hope of selling to a European pharmaceutical dumb enough to buy them. Well, with the power plants, the bigger ones, there's at least some potential. Potential. And then there was this whole push. Terraform, uh, both of those companies are what they call yield co's, sort of equivalent to master limited partnerships uh, in the sense that, you know, that solar companies could sell on their projects. Give me something with cash flow. Oh, please. Um, 
I've got a couple more solar companies to talk about oh, first. NRG me. Energy and Solar City. Uh, they signed contracts to install ro- rooftop systems at Whole Foods markets, grocery stores, and distribution centers. NRG Energy up three and a half percent, and Solar City up five percent. Royal Caribbean cruises down two and a half percent. Today is the last day of trading for the cruise line owners' shares in Norway. Royal Caribbean has its main listing on the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> JetBlue Airways down five and a half percent. The carrier forecasts first quarter revenue for every seat and mile flown will fall at least 7% and possibly as much as 8%. And on that basis, February revenue dropped about 10%. Turning to earnings really fast. Dick's Sporting Goods down 3.5%. The retailer's fiscal fourth quarter earnings and sales failed to meet analyst average estimate in the Bloomberg survey. Dick's earnings forecast for this year also came up short of projections. Urban Outfitters, though, up 8.5%. Mm. The power retailer's earnings for the fiscal fourth quarter beat analyst's highest estimate. And we should note Shake Shack. Down 9%. The restaurant chain forecasting same store sales will rise right. 3% this year at best after climbing last year by 13%. David Wilson, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. It is always good to have a number of guests, Michael McKee, where the young guy is going to be 87 in May. Uh, that, that's a that's a good thing. Jack Bogle it's, joins us now. It's great to have now. a guest who's older than For, you and I. Yeah, well, we had Chairman Greenspan on celebrating his 90th birthday, so let's go with a young guy, Jack Bogle, yeah. uh, this morning. Jack, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Tom. Good to hear your voice again. One, wonderful to talk to you. I'm just looking at a bellwether active manager that will be renamed nameless. They've got a great five-year upper decile track record, and all the track record was made by not losing money in down markets. How does passive investing do in down markets? Well, it does really well. Uh, And we've had a lot of down markets in my career. And most recently in this one, I just saw a piece of data from Morningstar last evening. And I think they said from high to low, uh, the market was off uh, maybe 12 points, and the average mutual fund was off maybe 14 so it doesn't, you know, it, 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 that's unusual. Usually when the market goes down, Tom, the, the index goes down just about as much as the average fund because the costs don't have any chance to come into play, the low cost, right. the big cost differential uh, when, when the market goes down. But th- this time, this, this last decline has been singularly good with the S&P doing much better than the average manager. There is uh, passive investing and then there's, Automated passive investing. This is a new trend I've been uh, looking at um, where you can basically just have a direct deposit go to one of these companies that does this, and they have a passive investing uh, system, and you just stick the money in, and, and it goes in, and the computer manages your money. What do you think of, of that? Well, there are a lot of varieties of it, but the big ones, I'd call them probably Betterment and Wealthfront. Uh, do a pretty good job. Uh, they they do it with exchange-traded funds, but they don't trade them. And uh, your money is going to typically go into something like a 60-40, a 60% stock, 40% bond portfolio, uh, with the stock index being a broad index, usually the S&P 500, and the bond index being the total bond market index. And so it's it's um, it's it's basically passive uh, passive investing using passive funds. Is it a good idea to to uh, have an automatic investment plan like that um, and basically sort of set it and forget it uh, and not pay any attention to the markets, et cetera? 
Well, yes, indeed. That I mean, that's basically my philosophy writ large. Uh, don't do something; just stand there. Uh, stay the course. You know, you know all I've been saying over the years, Tom. And uh, mm. they're they're doing this in a little more formal way, and they they do claim, and I believe deliver on the ability to do tax loss harvesting, harvesting, uh, which might add a little value for the client. Uh, their overall returns, I think, are going to pretty much match the market index. <laughs> They're not going to outpace the market by any material extent. I'd be very surprised if they did. The cl- and they all look pretty much the same, the big ones. Yeah, the classic book near 20 years ago, Common Sense on Mutual Funds, New Imperatives for the Intelligent Investor. Is dividend growth your new imperative? To, get, to clarify here, folks, year-to-date, 87th percentile. One year, 96, I did, that's not a typo, I just said that, 96 percentile, five year, 93 percentile. Mr. Bogle, g- dividend growth seems to be working. Dividend growth does work, and uh, dividend growth, uh, let me see if I can broaden it a little bit. If you look at the S&P 500 index, uh, that dividend, the cash dividend, has gone up almost, well, it's gone up for about um, – 40 consecutive years with a couple of mild, very, very mild declines, and then a big decline in uh, 2007, 2009 when the bank stocks cut their dividends. And the, the only thing, that I think there was a 23% cut that year in the, in the S&P dividend. That's extraordinary. Like anything else, it could happen again. And like everything else, it has happened before back in the Depression. But it's a very steady series, and so that's just buying uh, the market yield and not going for any particular growth pattern because dividends grow, and it's a powerful force. Uh, is is the best thing to use ETFs, or is the best thing to um, use uh, you know a, a fund that will invest for you? Well, an ETF is an index fund that you can trade all day long in real time, as their, their early advertisement said. I don't agree that it's a good a good thing to trade mutual funds. And uh, I think most responsible commentators agree with me. Warren Buffett, certainly, uh, the academics out in the, out in California who have done studies of, uh, the fa- of the fact that the higher your turnover is than individuals' portfolio turnover is, the worse their record is. So um, it, it's uh, ETFs mm-hmm. allow you to trade, but if you don't trade them, um, you, they're fine. Uh, they're actually they actually work pretty well. I think that part of the ETF market is probably as low as maybe uh, 20%, maybe okay. 10 that, that may be on the high so, side. Jack, let's come back and continue this thought. We are with Jack Vogel, of course, for years associated with Vanguard, without question the inventor of passive investments. I'm going to talk to him about leverage. We'll talk to Jack Vogel about leverage here in a moment. Futures deteriorate, negative 11. Let's check in with Michael Barr now and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Republican Donald Trump and Democrat Hillary Clinton are the favorites heading into today's presidential primaries. Republicans will vote today in Michigan, Mississippi, Idaho, and Hawaii. Democrats will vote in Michigan and Mississippi. A jury has awarded sportscaster Aaron Andrews $55 million in her lawsuit against the Nashville Hotel and a stalker who secretly recorded a video of her in the nude. Andrews had sued for $75 million. The mayor of DeBerry, Florida, says he wants to better understand what Cuban migrants go through when crossing the Florida Straits. According to the Daytona Beach News Journal, Mayor Clint Johnson plans to visit Cuba next month and return home 
on a makeshift raft that he will build while in Cuba. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists, more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? And Michael Barr, thanks so much. Futures deteriorate, negative 11, Dow futures negative 77. I'm going to call it a jumble to the market, and you see that uh, typically uh, the few days after the jobs report. We're with Jack Bogle. Stay with us. Market Drivers brought to you by your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer. No matter what the weather, Mercedes-Benz 4Matic all-wheel drive brings peace of mind and driving confidence. Visit your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealer for a test drive today.